1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty-five percent. Up to forty-five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Four thirty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and uh, we've got a lot of. Uh, material that we've been analyzing a lot of information and as a uh, as a former cop i i am always pained right around this time of the year now i really am and it, it, it's not that uh, we spent too much for gifts for hanukkah or christmas or uh, my oldest boy has gone back to school or my youngest guy is filling out college applications it's the fact that right around now we we get the fatality numbers for the prior year for law enforcement officers and 2022 was not a good year 2022 was not a good year uh marcia ferranto is joining us she is the uh, the ceo of the national law enforcement officers memorial fund and, and she's got some insight on this and i'm happy that she's here marcia thanks for being here
2: Oh, thanks for having us, and thank you for making this a priority today.
0: Yes, ma'am. I I hesitate to share the numbers, but we have to do it. Would you mind uh, laying it out for everybody, what we're talking about specifically?
2: Sure. So I think it's important to note that the, that the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund is the leading authority on line of duty deaths. And the reason that these numbers matter is because this is data that has been confirmed. It is data that has gone through a stringent review process for us to get to today, where we release the, fatali- the, pre- uh, the first fatality numbers. The second one will come at the end of February when we do the final roll call. But we're pretty spot on right now. Yeah. We're looking at um, 226 fatalities in 2022. And although I will say that that's down 61% actually from last year, mainly those numbers are due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we had 405 fatalities uh, having to do with COVID, and this year it was 70. Okay. So if you take the COVID numbers out, which sort of skew the percentages, we're still looking at a 14% decrease and fatalities. And you can never talk about a fatality report and and describe good news. Uh, You can describe trends, because the bottom line is we're looking at 226 lives lost in 2022, the lives of law enforcement officers who woke up every morning and went to work in an attempt to keep our community safe.
0: It's, I tell you, Marcia, I, as I mentioned in the introduction, I, I did the job for a period of time. It's a long time ago. Uh, I, I am just so heartened to see that there are still young men and women who, who want to do the job, get into the profession. But, boy, uh, I think it's just gotten more and more difficult uh, years in the past couple of years.
2: It really has. And we've broken some of these uh, uh, pieces of data, these data points down into firearms, uh, traffic-related fatalities, and then other, and other um, mostly uh, contains medical uh, issues for COVID. But let me um, talk a little bit to that. So firearms actually remain the same year over year. Uh, We had 64 firearm fatalities. But if you compare it to the decade before, Mm -hmm. we are up 21%. And I think that's a data point that we here at the national law enforcement officers memorial fund are going to be taking a deep dive into what has changed why is it up so high and and uh and what can we do about it uh traffic related fatalities have actually decreased by three percent however fatal crashes have increased by 29 percent. this year we had 40 fatal crashes versus 31 last year Again, another data point that we are going to be taking a deep dive into, um, making sure that we can figure out what's going on and causing this, this change. Wow.
0: All right. So uh, the numbers are huge, and as far as I'm concerned, and they, they cut across every single agency, an agency type, from uh, uh, federal officials, municipal, military, tribal, camp, campus police officers, county, state. Uh, there's just nobody that's immune to this.
2: That's right, that's right, and you know from where I sit, um, you know when you start killing back the onion and looking at the core issues around these numbers and why they're so high, I can't help but um, ask our elected officials uh, who are demonizing the professional law enforcement uh, what their motive is uh, because they have taken an oath to um, help make people safe, help make communities safe, and the minute we we start demonizing law enforcement. We are effectively uh, separating the country. We're dividing the country. Absolutely. And, uh, and these, these kind of actions are going to result in unsafe communities. And unsafe communities is going to relate to unsafe law enforcement and vice versa. Right. So I think we need to um, ask our elected officials uh, to step up to support our law enforcement officers and to recognize that dividing the nation isn't going to help, but we need to find the solutions that are going to bring, bring uh, law enforcement and communities together.
0: Uh, they're, they're all great points. I remind everybody, uh, Marsha Ferranto is joining us. She's the CEO for the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Uh, Marsha, I will tell you that I am heartened in the last year here in uh, my beloved Commonwealth of Virginia with our uh, relatively new governor lieutenant governor attorney general uh we have the three statewide constitutional officers uh held these positions are held now by folks who are a hundred and ten percent uh behind law enforcement but it's it's just not the same everywhere
2: that's right it's not and good for you um and that's really important you know having that kind of support behind law enforcement it will save lives it will um, attract more law enforcement to your area, yep. so my hat's off to to you when we look at these numbers, I think the other uh, piece that brings it home to your audience is to recognize that two hundred and four men lost their lives twenty two women didn 't come home after work, and the average age of these two hundred and twenty six men and women, the average age was forty four mm. the last piece of data is that the average number of children left behind were two so this brings it I think it brings it home to um, to talk to this the fact that these are real 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 incredible people who are who have chosen a profession of service and I think that we need to recognize this not just once a year uh, but we put out a monthly fatality report I would love for our media outlets to be promoting that um, so that our, our country can recognize um, that the, the sacrifice that these men and women are making.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Marcia, uh, by all means, uh, you make sure that uh, we have that information. I will certainly get that out. I'll share it with uh, friends of mine around the country uh, as you are heading up the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Uh, Fund tell us a little bit about the memorial and and for folks who have not been or don't fully understand what's involved with this uh, Explain to them why they need to visit
2: Sure, so we operate the only law enforcement campus in the country here in Washington DC On one side of the campus is the memorial where we honor the fallen. There's currently 23,229 names engraved on the wall and we will be engraving these 226 names in April and recognizing their sacrifice at a candlelight vigil on May 13th on the National Mall. On the other side of the campus, we have the National Law Enforcement Museum, which tells the, the story, the incredible story of American law enforcement and coming onto this campus if you think you're going to find anything other than honor uh you're in the wrong place we exist to honor the profession of law enforcement and it is a to your audience that it's a it's an incredible experience to come over here and spend a day spend an afternoon and uh and really absorb uh, all that law enforcement has to offer and get a really clear understanding of these men and women and the profession that they've chosen
0: Tell you what, Marcia. I did uh, the last time I visited. I, I did what I suppose just about every cop who visits there does. First, I looked for uh, the fallen from from my old agency, and sure enough, I, I mean, I know some of these folks. And then I, I went and I looked uh, for my last name. There's only been one uh, police officer with my last name who laid down his life and uh, service in this case to the city of New York. But the museum is something that is just amazing. It's incredible to me, and it's something that uh, my wife has decided uh, is much more important than even I thought. And I'm going to tell you why, and you may laugh. Uh, throughout the years, I have accumulated myself a wide variety of historic police uniforms, and my hmm. wife has said, Jeff, we have no room in this house. I You <laughs> can't have them. I mean, find, find a museum that might want them. I think I might have found the museum. Let me know if there's any opening there. I'll be more than happy to loan you uh, some historic police museum, uh, police uniforms to put on display.
2: Well, we would be happy to take a look at them.
0: Okay. Excellent. You'll put me back on the, 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 the nice list with my wife if you're able to <laughs> <laughs> help us out. Hey, what's the best way for folks to uh, take a look at all of this online?
2: Sure. Uh, they need to go to our website, which is N L E O M F, which stands for National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund, N L E O M F dot And when they sign on there, uh, they'll see this report that we issued today, and uh, they'll also find ways to get involved and uh, and then to plan their their visit.
0: Excellent, Marcia. I appreciate you being here. I will uh, look forward to having you back. Let's uh, let's think of some positive, uh, happy stuff uh, that we can share. Although this is vitally, vitally important. That is Marcia Ferranto. She is the CEO for the National Law Enforcement Memorial Fund. And if you have not been to our National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial up in D.C., please, please, make some time to do it. You you will be moved. You will find that it is. It's important. I mean, it tells the story. That's true. There's a lot of uh, the mission that is on full display there. And then if you can, and for some people it's difficult, but I would say get over to that memorial. And as she said, it's one campus up there in D.C. I forget the street at, at this point, but I think it uh, 9th Street. I think it's Ninth Street, right? Because it's near the uh, Department of Justice. But uh, go there and take a look. Look at all these names. Every single one of those names was a human being. Every single one of the names that's engraved up there was a real, live, honest-to-goodness human being. And they went out, and they did this job, and they didn't ask anybody for anything, and they lost their life in service to others. You need to see what this is really all about. You need to have some understanding. And it's a lot different than most people think. 4:45, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRPA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.